to Climate Action with Net Zero Homes, a podcast brought to you by Schneider Electric, dedicated to achieving net zero goals and building smart and sustainable homes. We speak with global CEOs, industry analysts, innovators, and energy optimists to tackle the biggest sustainable challenges we face at home by leveraging smart technology and digital innovation. Hello, and welcome to the Climate Change with the Net Zero Homes podcast. I'm your host, Manish Pant, and I'm responsible for driving Net Zero Homes innovation within Schneider Electric. At Schneider Electric, we believe that access to electricity and digital connectivity is a fundamental human right. But we also know that energy usage is one of the main causes of increased carbon dioxide emissions and climate change. This is particularly the case at homes where we spend most of our time these days. So we need to find a balance between the growing energy need and battling climate change. This is exactly where net zero homes come in. Throughout this podcast series, we'll bring to you many experts and thought leaders on this topic. And today here with us, we have Patrick Eger-Smith, who's the chairman of GEO Green Energy Options. Thank you, Manish. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you with us, Patrick, on this, on this first show and looking forward to our chat. Maybe just to give you a bit of a background, heating is one of the top contributors of energy waste in homes today. So last year, Schneider and Geo started working together on smart and sustainable heating solutions for homes in UK. For those who have not met Patrick, he's an entrepreneur, very passionate about the environment, and he's also presiding over a number of associations representing smart home and electricity systems like BIMA. Patrick is joining us today from Cambridge, UK. Welcome to the show once again, and how are things going there in that part of the world? Oh, really good. Um... We've been advised to work from home if we can, uh, as many others have. So this discussion about home energy management is really timely, Manish. I couldn't agree more with you on this one. And, you know, I'm here in Hong Kong where I have seen that my energy bills have been increasing uh, since the time we have been spending at home. And I think this is the topic that we are going to talk about today. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, the price of electricity just shot up in the last months here in the UK as well. Interesting. And, and clearly, we all need to spend less uh, and become more sustainable. As we are going to increase that usage of energy in our home, we still need to make sustainable choices uh, and manage the comfort as well at the same time without giving us our lifestyle uh, choices. So the question that, that comes to mind, Patrick, is does a couch to net zero really exist? I'd like to think that that can be done, um, not overnight, it'll take time, but we can go a long way with the help of modern technology. In fact, um, as solution providers, if we don't make it people for, uh, simple for people, it simply won't happen. And certainly industry partnerships like ourselves, bringing the best of technology together, uh, can certainly set us in the right direction. True. And, you know, talking about our partnership and about technology, the question is that, uh, that comes to mind again, is that as we increase the adoption of technology in our homes, does it mean that our energy consumption is also going to go up? Really good question. The response isn't really binary. That's the one of the challenges. As we add more appliances into our homes, clearly we're going to consume and need more energy. But I guess the trick here is, how do these smart home technologies get connected and managed centrally? How do we understand how much each appliance is using? And by doing that, we then understand the potential for eliminating energy wastage. 
And I think most of us have got used to leaving devices on when they probably don't need to, for example. Real challenge in finding the personal bandwidth for us to figure out where the wastage is happening in our homes. And that's where technology can really come in to help. Very well said. And uh, maybe that leads uh, for our audience to be thinking, you know, what is it that uh, they can possibly do to have a positive impact on the planet? Or I'm just a person living in my home. Yeah, and um, everybody clearly has a part to play. I think if everybody contributes and does what they can manage, then collectively we're going to make a difference. And I think, you know, that comes right to the heart of what we do as a company based in Cambridge in the UK. It's a very old centre of science and innovation in Britain. And we'd like to think that the solution is actually technology coming into people's homes. What we need to do is to make it really easy for people to transition into this new energy environment. And technology is certainly going to be an enabler for that. But, you know, Manish, there's, there's also psychology at play here. Getting people to fight the battle against climate change. I really believe that um, everybody can contribute and that the mood is changing in the right direction. Uh, and People are feeling their individual responsibility. And I think you did a, a survey recently in Britain, which said that most people wanted to see their homes as net zero homes within their own lifetimes. Is, is that right? That's right. That's right, Patrick. And, you know, nearly two thirds of the global emissions are linked to both direct and indirect forms of human consumption, meaning our homes, personal transportation, etc., uh, we need to make people aware of that first, and which is the behavior change that uh, that you talked about. Uh, and then the easier we can make it from the technology point of view, uh, the bigger impact we would be able to have. So to your point on the net zero homes, I think we need to do is build and retrofit homes with the owner's need right at the center. So for example, at Schneider, we have created Wiser, which is a connected home ecosystem, which is an equivalent for the Fitbit of the home. So, you know, it's, it's telling you the amount of energy consumption that you're happening uh, inside your home and what you could be doing to make your home smarter. Uh, in fact, what we say is that homes shouldn't just be smarter, but they must become wiser. That's interesting. And if you think about energy as being the sort of lifeline into your home, um, would you say that the smart technology needs to take the role of being the brain of that uh, that energy use? It's a, it's a very good metaphor. And I would agree that, yes, the right use of digital tools and insights that we get from data can make our energy consumption, energy loss, and energy wastage visible to the user. The more visible it is, we are able to take action. So, you know, as I say, out of sight, out of mind. So if you can't see it, how can you make intelligent decisions on energy consumption and therefore sustainability? Households are becoming largest carbon dioxide emitters. And in the survey that you mentioned earlier, we found that only 7% of the respondents actually considered homes as a leasing contributor of emissions. So this is something very counterintuitive, don't you think? Absolutely agree. On the one hand, we're piling in uh, lots of new technology into our homes, TV, air conditioning systems, fridges, freezers. I think we have three times more appliances now than we did 40 years ago in the UK in an average home. And yet with all these changes, energy waste is remain really invisible. And we get more and more gadgets, but we 
don't actually know which ones are using most of the energy that's uh, being consumed. So energy awareness is really, really important. We have to empower consumers to make the sustainable choices without impinging on their lifestyles too dramatically. We want to change hearts and minds in a meaningful way in order to get to this uh, net zero goal. True. And clearly, there are two parts of this empowerment story that, that you describe when it comes to tackling climate change. One is about putting the green energy generation on the hands of the homeowners. And the second is giving them the tools to understand where that energy is used and help them reduce the energy waste. Maybe optimizing you know, everything that is both from a supply and a demand side. This is one of the places that technology really has a role to play. As we continue to decentralize our energy system by putting the renewable generation into homes, that allows them to create their own green power. But it also makes the job of managing that energy uh, and managing it automatically much more, much more challenging. And that's where the technology really comes in. We have to make it simple and automated in a way which doesn't confuse or put too much pressure on consumers. True, and, and that's our thinking as well. So the digital tools that you just described combined with electrification and modern artificial intelligence capabilities will help us change that game when it comes to uh, making net zero energy homes. Today, we know that two thirds of the global building sector's energy consumption is supplied by fossil fuels. So if we can start to convert that and use rooftop solar panels, ground source heat pumps, battery storage, which will all decarbonize the energy used, it would be a step in the right direction. And this is something that you do even if a green tariff isn't available in your area and you can start to make a difference. Of course, it comes with an investment that has to be there, but at least it's a, it's a one step at a time. Definitely. And yet you've got regulations coming into play which are acting as major drivers for removing fossil fuels within the home. True. We need incentives which would drive that. And, and that's a good transition to our next topic, which is around heating and cooling specifically. Uh, as we know, which is one of the largest uh, contributors to energy consumption in home. Is there something that is happening on the regulatory environment regarding that? There's a huge amount happening regulation-wise in, in Europe. It's moving very quickly. I'd say probably in the last two years, it's moved faster than it has in the last 10 or 15. So, for example, in the UK and the Netherlands, there are plans now to phase out carbon-based heating. That means all gas boilers and fuel boilers. Uh, in France, you've got maximum heat allowances per square meter, uh, which is now regulation. And the EU, in the way that the EU does these things, is increasingly tightening the energy performance of buildings directive. So all of these things are pushing us um, really quite hard towards that net zero target. And Manish, in the UK, the recent uh, Prime Minister's statement about getting to net zero has set a target of 600,000 houses having uh, heat pumps in them by 2028. You know, that's an enormous infrastructure spend on uh, new electric types of uh, forms of heating. So, Al, well, uh, that's, that's great. I think that when the drive is coming through regulation and there's, there's such a big push from the government, I mean, it's clearly going to make that inflection point, which is required to move towards a greener planet and towards net zero. Mm -hmm. Now, 
having talked about that, that transition from gas to electric heating is, is clearly a very big opportunity and UK is, is taking the lead, as you say, uh, and the rest of Europe as well. Now, I live in Asia, uh, in Hong Kong, where cooling, uh, being in a very tropical environment, is one of the biggest drivers for consumption. Do you see smart home technology also accelerating on the HVAC side? Absolutely. I mean, we can't suddenly dispense with gas boilers in every single home. 85% of homes have got boilers in them today, and we've got 29 million homes. So what is really possible, though, is that only 15% of homes have any form of smart uh, heating control in them. And believe it or not, there are still homes which have no thermostat at all in the UK. So a lot of people are living with very, very basic controls. On the other hand, we've got a mass rollout right now of smart meters, and smart meters can give really quite extensive amounts of energy information. And so one of the things that we've been working on together with Schneider is a system which uses this valuable stream of data from the smart meters and introduces it into intelligent heating controls where radiators are connected to the internet uh, control systems created with, into the internet. And it uses this really rich granular data coming from the smart meter. And by using that in real time, we can give consumers, householders, visibility of what every single change to their heating settings is doing to their bill. It's the same information that will turn up on the bill itself. And that's something that we'll be launching together um, in 2021 this winter. And, uh, you know, with that, it is about the availability of data, which is really the starting point of where digitization comes in uh, and the energy visibility comes in. Uh, you mentioned today that uh, not all devices are natively connected. And there is an opportunity for us to make that happen so that, you know, we are able to bring the data and make it visible for us to have an impact linked to the smart meter, as you described which will be a very effective way to bring energy management into the homes. Absolutely. We know that asking people to change their lifestyles, especially when they're relying on digital technologies for work and entertaining, schooling and everything, it's a lot to ask. And what we're trying to do from day one is to help people make their houses greener. That's the name of our company is Green Energy Options. But in in order to do that and be able to have any momentum, one has to bring the consumer on the journey with us and helping to automate heating and cooling in the home so that people can see the tangible outputs of the technology at play is a really important factor here. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about consuming less electricity, but it's about consuming better, greener power and managing the comfort of the lifestyle and at the same time reducing waste. So we know that electricity is a more efficient uh, source of energy. And as we are progressively electrifying heating and cooking and powering our homes and with the electric vehicles, with the electricity derived from solar wind, we'll find the carbon emissions dissipating from our homes entirely. Um, I think if we if we are going now to see the adoption of our type of technology, what we've been developing together, then what is really important is getting the utility players into that part of the story. We feel it's really important to build the highest standards of efficiency, which is encouraging also house builders to adopt the most efficient uh, housing stock that you can and to bring new technology into play 
right from the start when houses are built. That's that's a great point that you make about new build. Uh, in fact, one of the surveys that we did showed that 45% of the consumers expect new homes that are built to be equipped with smart home solutions. And, and this is only going to grow more forward. Now, at the same time, while there's a need on the new build, you also have a digital retrofit of existing buildings, which is, of course, the largest base you know, that we have to change uh, if you want to really move into the making this planet reach the 1.5 degree temperature rise. And at the same time, we have to make our uh, existing home appliances, such as heating smart, you know, uh, as part of that digital retrofit that, uh, that we are going to do. Now, I think that the key here is that we must really put consumer at the center so that we are able to help them make sustainable choices. And it is up to tech companies like ours to empower them. Absolutely right. It's also the role of government to introduce proper regulation too and to to drive changes like the quality of insulation in new build uh, and the like. But from, from our point of view, we have to install this type of tech and encourage the installation of this type of technology in a way which is really not going to add anything to people's energy bills. Well said, Patrick. Uh, so at Schneider Electric, we are also very open and, and are actively embracing the partnership that we have together with you uh, so that we are able to bring uh, those solutions to our customers. Uh, and the starting point being the, the sustainable heating solution that we are bringing. Thank you for joining us today and being with me on this first episode of Net Zero Homes podcast. Uh, After this session, I think our listeners would have got better understanding of how we are empowering them to uh, become more sustainable and setting ourselves for net zero home success. Thank you once again, Patrick. My pleasure, Manish. Thank you. And also big thanks to all our listeners. We'll be coming back to you with our next episode and looking back on what are the other things that we could be doing in our homes to continue our journey towards net zero. Thank you and look forward to speaking to you again. Thanks for listening to the Climate Change with Net Zero Homes podcast by Schneider Electric. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on the podcast app of your choice so you are sure you don't miss an episode. If you like this episode, we'd appreciate your rating. For more information on the Climate Change with Net Zero Homes podcast, go to se.com and look for Homes of the Future or follow us on LinkedIn. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only, should not be undertaken as financial, economic, legal, business, tax, or investment advice. The information, statements, views, and opinions should not be construed as the provision of advice by Schneider Electric or as an offer to buy or sell any products or services or to make or consider any investment or course of action.